episode 212 of the Witty and Gritty Podcast. We're your hosts. Were you gonna say We're your name? hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really gotta enunciate that. <laughs> anyway, this is Brooke and Farron. <laughs> Here, present. And enunciating clearly for all the people out there who were confused for a second on what role we played here. Mike. Anyway. Anywho. Here we are. You're such a hoot. (laughs) We're in the summer kid classic stories where we're taking the kid classics you may have grown up with or that you're reading to your kids now and we're putting some tweaks on it. Not out of scripture tweaks. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, do we need to start this episode over? Anyway, no, it's going. our spin. Farron, you start talking. <laughs> you got the rest of the episode? Thanks. I'm too busy laughing at, with you. Sure. Not at, sure. we're all laughing. Whatever. Yes, what we're doing is we are putting it in a nice package for you to digest and share with others, but yeah. not exactly like that. That would be <laughs> We can't wait to make these graphics. <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyway, today... We're professionals, don't be afraid. <laughs> uh, professional comedians. Anyway, if you're here to laugh and learn, there today go. we're going to learn about Moses, and he's the mostest. Yes, he was involved heavily with the parting of the Red Sea, <laughs> if you've heard of that story. Yes, there is so much context that has happened up until the book of Exodus, so go back the last couple of episodes. We've done three so far that will walk you through Genesis and things that are happening, so do that first. And then, so we've talked about creation, Noah, Joseph, today's Moses, and here's what has already happened in Genesis slash starting with Exodus God promised Father Abraham would have many sons, and many sons has Father Abraham. And then God has delivered, and there's lots of kiddos, because it's Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob, and then Joseph, 12 brothers, 12 tribes, and then after the famine, they stayed in Egypt and hung out for a long time. Yes, for those that you can't see your hand motions, it looks like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> how Abraham, yes populated, added to the population on earth. In fact, there were so many Israelites that Pharaoh started freaking out. Like, they are going to overpower us? It's kind of like ants. There's one ant. One ant's not bad. Okay, maybe ten ants isn't bad, but then it's a whole, it's infesting at this point. So Pharaoh started freaking out, so he turned the Israelites into slaves, and they were slaves for about 430 years, which is a long time. That is generations of people who don't know any different. Yeah. Mm. And so this can be hard whenever you are holding on to God's promise of the promised land and what's that, but we're stuck here and how are we going to, how the heck are we going to get out of here? Hey, Brooke. Hey, what? Have you heard the phrase, the devil you know and the devil you don't? I do know that phrase. Yeah, that reminds me of the Israelites. Like you said, they've been in slavery and they know it's terrible, horrible, uh, because it started with slavery, but then... Pharaoh said we need to up the ante and be harsher and crueler mm-hmm. to yeah. them. And so then it was really bad. But then the idea of leaving is also scary. Yeah, what's out there? <sighs> so maybe some world. people can relate. Yeah, that's a good one, Farron. So once the book of Exodus starts, remember Exodus, exit. If you need to remember that, you're exiting Egypt into 
not Egypt slavery anymore. So Exodus 1, Moses is born, but then Pharaoh's like, kill all the baby boys, which is psychotic, but he's a bad psycho anyway. So Moses' mom puts him in a little basket in the river, and then he gets found, and hey somehow he gets risen up, like raised up as a human with Pharaoh, all that jazz. Then he's like, ah, oh no, I gotta get out of here. Burning bush, plagues happen, lots of things are happening right now. Everything's on fire, (laughs) but it's fine. It's all fine. We clearly have skipped so much of Exodus, so please read Exodus chapter 1 through 14 is where we're going to pick up today. This is once the plagues have happened and Pharaoh's like, get out! And Moses is like, cool, let's go guys, our time is to go. So they're hustling out of there, and then there's there's a sea. What are we going to do about this? Yeah, there's like a million bajillion people. Mm-hmm. And they're cornered yes. by and, the sea. And Pharaoh was like, okay, get out. Wait, I changed my mind. So now he and all of his guys are after the after the Israelites. So now they're stuck between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. Definitely devil. You know devil you don't, right? Yes, not where I would want to be. So remember, God has promised to get them through this moment. And so here we are, Exodus 14, verses 13 through 15. Here we go. Are you going first? I'm going to go first, unless you want to. No, I like this pattern. Okay. So, here we go. Exodus 14, 13 through 15, NLT. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The the Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Nice. All right, here's the ESV. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. So, Farron, if the Egyptian army was coming at me, Mm -hmm. and I was also right by the sea, Mm -hmm. I would have a really hard time being calm yes. and still. It's like in an argument <laughs> when the other person tells you to just calm down. Do not say that to me. Has that ever worked? Never in the history of ever. But clearly, this is, here is historical proof that this actually worked, so maybe yeah. we should take a note. Well, Moses <laughs> had done some miraculous things, and so I would be turning to him as a leader, like, yes. now what? Yes, God <laughs> is clearly with Moses. He has helped him perform all the stuff and do all the things. And so later on in the scripture, when you see verse 21, 22, that's when he holds his staff out and the sea parts and they walk on dry ground across. Uh, maybe jog. I might have been jogging at this yes. point. Like, let me... Yeah. They're coming! So yes, those are the verses we're talking about. I do like, though, that the Lord is like looking at Moses like, really, dude? We've, we've done all this stuff... <laughs> And every time I've told you to use your staff and you're crying out to me like you don't know what to do, you didn't, uh-huh. you know, you didn't think like, mm, maybe. do it again. <laughs> anyway, so move on. So many good points we're gonna, that you can touch on just in this one section. There's Moses' story is long, and there's so many different great parts about Moses' story, but we are specifically just talking about this one moment. Yeah. So yeah, this is why it's always fun to read the story multiple times. And I think it's important too that like we know the sea parted and they escaped. 
But to remember in this moment, they don't know that. Even Moses has to be thinking, okay, I'll go like put my stick over the water, but like, (laughs) please work, please work, please work. Is there going to be a large ship? Is Noah bringing the ark? Yeah. Hey guys, I'm back. (laughs) We need an ark. We know a guy. Maybe a bridge, but who would have thought, no, we're going to divide the water in half. No big deal, guys. We're just going to send some wind. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Whatever. Read. Pray. Ron, pray. Don't yell at me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm excited. I'm scared. Just be still. Be calm. Calm down, Jerry. Yeah, see, that goes right right in line with what I was going to say. Is that you. when you're scared, pray. Yes. Pray. It sounds like an understatement, but stop and reflect a second. When mm-hmm. you're scared, what is the first thing you do? Hopefully it's praying. Fair enough, fight or flight? Or freeze. Fight, flight, or freeze? <sighs> I don't know. Depends on the situation, I guess. Because here's the deal. My whole family knows you cannot jump out and scare me. Because <laughs> you, you will get snatched not. up. <laughs> I will disown you. But I think I kind of flail and then possum. Okay. So, so there's like a jab fall. So like a, okay, a, a fight, freeze combo. Yeah. That's fight, great. freeze awesome <laughs> <laughs> a whole new category we didn't even know existed until well, you good job you know as a nine i just can't decide so <laughs> <laughs> am i gonna wing eight or i'm just gonna stay true maybe my brain gets confused with stop drop and roll because that's also a safety <laughs> punch stop and possum <laughs> <laughs> graphic uh, for the week <laughs> you got it sister okay fine <laughs> i can't wait to make this one oh Okay, so just hitting on the points. Don't fear. Be still and know that God's going to fight for you. And then the rest of it, if you tie all those verses together, stay calm, listen, and obey. So if we wouldn't have listened, if Moses wouldn't have listened to God tell him what to say, or when God said, get moving, what if they're like, eh, no thanks. Mm. But you got to obey. Listen with the intent to obey, which is interesting. So I know sometimes... I'll be like, God, just tell me what to do. And then he tells me what to do. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times when I pray when I'm scared, the situation not, might not change, but I do experience that calming feeling. Yes, yes. Um, I tell my kids, too, at night when they have bad dreams. And, you know, when you try to go back to sleep and you keep falling into that dream mm-hmm. or you're trying to not think about it, so you think about it because you're saying don't think about uh-huh. it. <laughs> So I tell them that what I do a lot of times is pray, and eventually I have like this phrase or two, it's different all the time, that just comes to mind, and so I just repeat it. Think of it like counting sheep, but way more effective and productive. Okay, tell us. Well, I mean, I just, I'll pray it over and over yeah. again, like, you know, maybe it'll be, I'm making this up, because luckily it's been a while, but I'll be like, God, please get these thoughts out of my head, fill them with your thoughts, only lovely thoughts, God, help me fall asleep, I need the rest, and then, so I'll just keep saying that, so I'll yeah. say, please get these thoughts out of my head, only fill my head with lovely thoughts, I need the rest, and I'll just repeat that over and over and over That's until, good. then my alarm goes off the next morning, Look so there. at some point, I yes. fell asleep. We talked about Psalm 56.3, when I'm afraid I will trust in you, mm. and so just putting that on repeat, so Sloan actually last night came in with a nightmare. And we prayed that verse, and we prayed what you were also saying, like, help the bad thoughts get out, and put good thoughts in, help us sleep, we need the rest. Mm-hmm, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Just stay calm. Read, pray, talk. Talk. Talk, yes. talk. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Brooke? Do you think culture is supportive of sharing what you're afraid of? 
Do you think? I think it depends on I, not I, your inner circle. Part just, of me wants to say generational as well. Ooh. It might be different generational generationally. I know uh, the generation before us. A lot of it was what happens in our house stays in our house, no matter what the heck that is. Mm-hmm. When there are times clearly you need to be in community or you need to get to a safe place or you need to help someone from stumbling and making it worse and you need outside help and that is okay. So I would say generationally maybe as well. I feel like people don't always want to share their fears because other people are so quick to dismiss them. What do you mean? Because it's not a big deal to them? It's Because it's not mm-hmm. a big deal to them and so because they have trouble maybe receiving some empathy or understanding, they'll keep their fears to themselves. I Mm -hmm. think the other side is that it's kind of the vulnerability piece. Yeah. So that if you share your fears, all of a sudden you might not look as strong as you want to be perceived as or feel you need to be perceived as. Those are all really good places to pause and Mm -hmm. think about the motive behind you are sharing or not sharing things. Because it's like going back to pride, yeah. And who you're sharing them with, too. Yeah, that's good. For the talk part, my notes say, what are your trouble areas with what we talked about in the pray? Like, do you have trouble with fear or being still or knowing that God's going to fight for you? Staying calm? Do you have trouble listening and obeying? Mm -hmm. Where are those areas? And maybe either calling that out of each other or praying in support for each other for that, too. And I think something that's important, too, is trying to identify where the fear is coming from. You mentioned pride, pride before, which was uh, is a very common one, again, in the leadership realm. They'll talk about ego and pride a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe you'll know this verse. You're pretty good at this. It's okay mm, if you don't. Lots of pressure. But where it says, you know, God has not given you a spirit of fear. We might Google it. Great Google. it might move. be Second Corinthians, because that's really big in our Switch on Your Brain mini-series. Let me look it up. While you talk about it. Okay. So um, if you are feeling fearful, I think it's important to remember God's character in that. And he does not want to give you that spirit of fear. But thanks to my handy dandy Brooke, she found (laughs) on the internet that it is 2 Timothy 1.7. Yeah. For God has not given us a a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. Yes. All right. So you know that that's coming from the enemy or the evil of the world and so fight back and when we talk about the armor of god your one weapon is the spirit of the sword which is god's word so Mm -hmm. like you were sharing with sloan's example of having a nightmare that you use scripture to combat yeah there's so many good lessons in here read pray talk tell one of the lessons is god can do the unimaginable if you feel like you're between your metaphorical Red Sea and Egyptians, God can do it. Yeah, it can, can do it. Maybe Moses thought, okay, I'm going to wave this staff and a bridge will appear. Or I'm going to wave this staff and it, lots of boats are going to show up. But no, God solved it in a way that probably wasn't in bamboozling. Yeah, even in his what? radar. Never Impossible. what I thought of. Like, Oh yeah, let's just go through it. Yeah, not what? a possible solution whatsoever. <laughs> and so when you're afraid and it seems as though there's no way out, I think that's a good reminder that, again, like you talked about last week, I believe that God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. So he's not waiting for you to figure a way out of it and bring the solution to him. He's already got that way for you. Yeah, but also you've got to put the work in too. God parted the seas. What if they just stood there? Yeah. Like, oh, well, thanks, God. 
I guess I'm just going to die here. Like, no, no, let's go. I made some dry ground for you. So, yes, pray for those big things. Watch God do it, but then you got to step into it. And like we talked about at the beginning, Moses had already performed many miracles through God, the power of God. And so I think when you're scared about something, it's important to reflect back on other times that you've been scared yeah. and you've gotten through those. You've mentioned it before that you've survived 100% of your bad days. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's motivation to keep going. Yeah, that's that's a great that's an easy translation for kids too. Yeah. Like you've you've taken the star test before. You've played against this team before. You've broken an arm before. Whatever it is, like you've done a hard thing, and God's going to get you through this too. Absolutely wonderful. That wraps up episode two hundred and twelve of the Witty and Gritty podcast, talking about Moses. Moses Red Sea. That's his last name. <laughs> Are we doing last names for all these people now? <laughs> hey Brooke, tell me. <laughs> I already know what you're going to ask. Just tell me. <laughs> no, you got to make okay. them think we okay. do this just, you know, naturally. Right. <laughs> Did you know we have a website? What? Yes, we have a website, which is also another place you can easily navigate to see the content we've covered. So if, you know, scrolling through 212 episodes of the podcast isn't your jam, you can visit our website, which is wittyandgritty.blog. Yes, and there you can read the show notes, you can search it up for keywords, Mm -hmm. you can look at different podcast series and episodes we've done, which, you know, my favorite are those interviews. Those are good. Yes, so go back and check those out. Lots of wisdom housed all in one spot, and may I add, it's very aesthetically appealing. You're aesthetically appealing. Even though I can't say appealing. That's all right. Okay, thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, check out the website. Lots of information and resources there. We'll see you next week. Bye.